We have a very special guest this morning. We're joined by Bruce Richmond, who was the founder of Prevention Access Campaign uh, and really the brainchild of U equals U, Undetectable Means Untransmittable, uh, which is a campaign that's gone global and for so many people living with HIV has really changed the way they look at themselves and changed the way they're able to connect with the people they love. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Um, so this campaign, I don't know if you know this, but at DAP, one of our, uh, one of our community health uh, professionals actually created masks with U equals U uh, that he's been oh, yeah. um, getting out into the community. So it's kind of even during the COVID pandemic taken on sort of new meaning. You've got a lot of people all across Palm Springs wearing your message right across their face. Well, I would say it's our message. It's not your. It's not my message. It's it's oh, everyone's now. I was really excited. I think I'm getting one of those masks. Uh, I think right. My my colleague Murray is, is sending me one. They're very cool. Awesome. Great great. to see those. So tell you know tell me a little bit about how um, how this got started. I know for you it was a very personal experience that brought the science uh, behind this uh, to the forefront. Um, uh, but you've you've talked about it being sort of your calling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I learned that because I had an undetectable viral load, I couldn't transmit HIV through sex back in 2012. And that was nine years after my diagnosis. And it, it, it changed everything for me because I never thought that I could have sex or conceive children or just, just even be intimate with someone without that fear of passing on HIV. And it just, just rocked my world. But then I found out that so many people weren't being told about it and and they were being told that they were infectious and they weren't infectious um and it was happening on a massive scale so that's kind of how this this all started happening and started talking to other people who also knew u equals u is true and i found some people that were you know, wonderful people in the field that were in leadership positions that would you know join with me and and um and then we uh in summer of 2016, we created a consensus statement with scientists to confirm that U equals U was true. And then we took that statement and went out and got influential people and organizations like Desert AIDS Project to sign on and to, to join us in, in endorsing that, that, uh, that when you're undetectable and you're on treatment, you cannot transmit HIV through sex. U equals U. And it's, and it's really changed for so many people living with and, and not living with HIV. It's changed so much about how we, how we look at this. Um, particularly, talk to me a little bit about how it's changed uh, just the notion of anxiety around getting tested um, and, and then living with HIV. Well, we're seeing actually, we're seeing people using the U equals U message in their outreach, their, their HIV testing outreach, because it reduces that anxiety associated with testing. So if, if someone feels that HIV isn't, isn't as, as, you know, a death sentence, isn't, isn't going to turn them into someone that is, that is, you know, um, a vector of disease, isn't toxic, all these, these old ways of thinking about HIV, then people are more likely to get tested if you reduce that, that stigma. And then in terms of the, the daily lives of, of people with HIV, it's, it's, it's changing so much. I mean, when you look at, um, you know, there are folks who who live with HIV that are still suffering from extreme forms of, of stigma in, in their communities. And for them to even, you know, kind of 
go into a clinic or to bring HIV medication home and have it in, you know, have it in the cupboard instead of hiding it in, in, in the car and to going out and going out to take the medicine in the car. There's so much that stick, so many ways that stigma interferes with the quality of life for people living with HIV. And again, this is reducing that, that fear of people living with HIV. And it means that, that we're not a risk. You know, in fact, we're safer than someone who is HIV negative and just had a test, you know, a few months ago. And, um, you know, that, that person still could be have contracted HIV in the meantime. We know that we are undetectable. We take our medications and we can't transmit HIV. It just changes so much about, uh, about our lives, about the field. Um, people are getting married. That they, you know, people are having babies. They pointed to their children to told me, you know, this is because of U equals U, or show, shows me their re- wedding rings. There are people who have U equals U tattooed on their bodies. We've seen people from Australia, from the UK, from the US with, you know, U equals U all over. It's it's really, it gives us a new freedom, um, a new freedom to 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 love, to be intimate, to have sex without any fear and without any any shame yeah you know and i and i don't know if uh if if we talk about that enough about how stigma can prevent us from getting the test we need right because living with hiv uh if you have access to medication uh you can live a very very long life uh a very full life Um, but if you don't know that you have HIV and you don't have access to the medication, uh, there can be all kinds of complications. I remember um, early on when I was going for my first HIV test, I think I was more scared of how I would tell someone that I cared about if I was positive uh, than I was actually worried about living with the virus. Um, And I think that's still true uh, for, for a lot of folks who haven't got this message uh, that U equals U. It is, it is life-changing. Tell me a little bit about um, the importance of that in terms of ending the epidemic, right? Because if we don't, if we don't know our status and if we don't have access to the medication we need, uh, we're not going to end uh, the HIV epidemic. Why is stigma um, still so prevalent? Well, those are two big questions. Why is stigma still so prevalent and U equals U role in, in ending the epidemic? I think um, I this was really interesting to me is you know I didn't initially I didn't understand that. U equals U had a role in playing and ending the epidemic in terms of, um, you know, preventing new transmissions. And I, I mean, I always really focused on improving the lives of people with HIV and, and ending the stigma that we have faced for so long. But in terms of ending the epidemic, U equals U is essential. As Dr. Fauci says, U equals U is the foundation of being able to end the epidemic because the more people who are on treatment and undetectable, the fewer new transmissions that there'll be. So in the United States, when you think of, you know, half of the people living with HIV are not on treatment and not in care, and they're not getting the treatment and care, the services they need to stay healthy, they're also not getting those services that that they need to stay untransmittable. So, you know, if we really want to end the epidemic and save lives, we're going to make sure that we invest in the well-being of people living with HIV so they can stay healthy and prevent new transmissions. It's all, so it's really, I like that you, you, you asked that because we need, in, in advocacy, we need to link investing in the well-being of people living with HIV to ending the epidemic. Because when you invest in the well-being with HIV, people with HIV, 
you prevent new transmissions. And um, that's a big deal. In terms of stigma, why is stigma still around? I think stigma is, is, is complicated because it's not, it's, it's intertwined with all kinds. HIV stigma is intertwined with all kinds of stigma and sex negativity. There's the homophobia, transphobia, stigma against people who inject drugs and sex workers, and then the just deep-seated negativity and, and, and uh, uh, against all kinds of STIs. So, um, and, and HIV stigma is particularly uh, embedded in this country because of the, the, the last you know, 35 years of, of you know, mess, fear-based messages and you know what we've remembered since the early days of the of the 80s and i think it's also um something that you know is 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 really hard to unlearn you know it's really hard to relearn you know those you know decades of, of fear of hiv and people living with hiv so it's, it's it's it'll take a long time that's why we have to keep saying you equals you you know the people living with hiv we we can't pass it on. If you make sure that all of us have the treatment and the care that we need to stay healthy, we're not going to pass on HIV. There's there's no fear. You can have sex, babies, love, no risk. Did you did you think when you started this, um, you know, maybe you hope, but did you did you think it would become a global movement? It's really become a global human rights movement um, today. Um, did you did you think that would happen at the scale that it's happening? I mean, it's it's really what five short years ago that you started this. Four. We launched it four years ago. Four years yeah. Ago. I mean, we started building it around five. But we we launched in summer of two thousand sixteen. Um, I was just speaking to someone about this today. No, no, I didn't think it was going to be like this. And I I've always been really behind the scenes as well with my work in the past. So um, I didn't. I just. I just, I just knew this had to be done. We had targets, we had the CDC, we had UNAIDS, World Health Organization, public health associations and, th- and research associations. And so we, we were very focused in terms of who we needed to move forward in our advocacy. And we had numbers, in the, I think we, at the end of the first year, we were, we were gonna have 75 in the US and we had already had like you know 200 at that point. Um, but this just goes to show the the power and the passion and the brilliance of, of people living with HIV around the world who are standing up to, you know, change the narrative about their bodies and to, you know, reclaim our lives from public health systems that are, that are uh, deeply inherently flawed, racist and paternalist and uh, all those sort of isms that are, uh, uh, prevented this this information from getting to us this life-changing information so it's yeah it's a almost a thousand organizations in 101 countries now it's it's wow. just it's phenomenal and so many different languages it works in so many different languages too um, so I read somewhere I read somewhere that you ascribe to sort of the Buddhist philosophy of be happy and help others be happy uh, yeah I love the research on me where'd you find I, well, that? I, I love that. Tell, tell me about how that informed. I mean, what you've done is you've created this, um, this movement, you've created social impact, you've created social change. And I think for a lot of people that might be watching this um, and wondering how they could start in some small way to be part of the solution, if not in this movement, in another movement, tell me a little bit about how, how that sort of informed you. Um, because I think it's so powerful that this movement really, um, to me, when I look at this movement, it's sort of a, 
it's, it's like holding a sign that claims the intrinsic value of, of human beings, of all human beings. And that's so powerful. Yeah, I think that, that, that that's the, the importance of this is that, that you know, I, I was driven by the fact that this wasn't fair, that this information was just getting to me. This is like life changing, you know, incredibly important information. Um, and it was getting to folks like myself, you know, like we're white and, and privileged and, and well-connected and, and it, everybody needed to have this information. And I felt like it was bringing the possibility of, of, of love and intimacy and hope and sex to people. And so I kind of was just driven by that, that this made me happy. I want to help other people be happy. Uh, especially people who are already marginalized by healthcare systems that are, are not responsive to their needs or, or designed to eliminate them. Uh, and so it was, it was really driven by that. You know, this, it, it's like, and I couldn't understand why some people in the field wouldn't share it. You know, when I was just like, it's so basic. When you go to a restaurant and you like the restaurant, you tell somebody or you see a good movie, you want to share it, right? Why, why were you enjoying you equals you for the last five years with your partner, but you didn't tell your own staff, you know, those sort of things. I would say, I don't understand. Um, and then you go back to, so, so when you're starting a movement, you have to be, especially something that's going so against the status quo, that's so challenging, radically challenging what, and, and not just the status quo in the medical establishment, but within the community itself, there are all these norms and structures, power structures and alliances. You just have to be driven by truth. You just have to keep, keep going, keep going. Don't just find your allies. Um, understand that you're going to, you know, yeah, you just have to keep, keep focusing on like principles, like be happy and let other people be happy, you know, and that, the truth will set you free. And we just, we, you know, a lot of us kept going back to our values and, and, and we can't give up, even though it seems like sometimes we're not going to win. You know? Yeah. So you, you mentioned allies and I, and I love that notion. We're in, a, we're in a moment in time where we're all, I think, considering what does that mean to be an ally to so many marginalized communities? Um, and we're looking for the language. Right. I think we're all looking for the language. We don't want to use the wrong language. Um, but I think when, um, when I think about this movement um, and, and what I've read, language is really important to you. It's very important to be specific and clear about what you equals you means. Right. That we don't waver on um, being in a gray area. We're very clear. Right. Talk to me about that specific language as an ally of someone who wants to share this information and use the right language. What is that language? Yeah, that's important. So, you know, it, it's important to be really clear when you talk about U equals U because if you talk about risk, because we're, we're, we're talking about the risk between one human being and another human being in the most intimate moments of our lives. And that, that language can either bring us so much joy and hope and, and freedom that we never thought would be possible or it could destroy us. So when you say things like, you know, like can't transmit, that's great. No risk. We could even say zero risk now. Top scientists are saying zero risk. The CDC is encouraging people to be flexible. They can, CDC has said you can, you, you can say U equals U. But if you say things like almost no risk or virtually no risk, um, 
you know, or um, extremely low risk or things like that opens up a little window of risk. Right. And that's still a risk. And any window of risk puts our lives at risk, yeah. you know, for all kinds of harm, internal or external harm. So it's really important to be clear in that description. And then also not just in the language, but how you say it. So there are people, you might've heard this, that'll say, well, I believe in you equals you, but use a condom just in case. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and, and so that but is the big eraser. I believe in you equals you, and you might want to consider condoms for other STIs as well. And right. unintended pregnancy, but if you're if you're undetectable, that will prevent the transmission of HIV through sex. So these butts don't, and, and then this other one that's sort of like, oh, um, I believe in you equals you, but you know you're only as good as your last viral load test. So as if in between tests, that the viral load is just going to shoot up if you're adherent to your medication. It doesn't do that. It doesn't shoot up to infectious levels. If you're taking your medication and you stay and you get your labs done and you should have no problem. There are blips occasionally, but blips are not anything of consequence. Just take your medication, um, get your labs done and stay connected to care. Um, so there's ways that people can say it. And there's another one that catch all is, oh, I believe you equals you. But you, but you never know, you know, and if the truth is, no, we we do know. It's OK. We, we know you equals you. So uh, thanks for asking about that, because that is it. We have a whole workshop on, on how to communicate, communicate you equals you and helping people to practice communicating it because it's still uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about it um, yeah. in sexual health. We're going to we're going to put the uh, your website is terrific. It's got a lot of information. It's got social shares that allies can use. It's got tips about the language that we should all be educating ourselves about. And so we'll make sure that we share that and make it easy to access for anybody who wants to uh, join this movement. Um, but you know, you, um, and, and, and by the way, I just, I love the fact that this is science-based, this is fact over fear, right? Because I think we're all right now living with so much fear and uncertainty in this world um, that anything where we can focus on fact and science and certainty um, is very affirming. Um, so that's incredible. You've, you've been a disruptor. Obviously, this is what you do. You create movements and you use social to create movements. Uh, and, and the movement's now sort of getting to a space where it's already reached uh, a global audience. But tell me where you see the future of this going. What's the next big disruption? Who are tomorrow's thought leaders that you're hoping uh, come on board to continue uh, carrying this forward? Uh in terms of you equals you, what's the next the next yeah. frontier? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the next frontier is 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 using you equals you in advocacy for increasing access and removing barriers to treatment and care. So I'm gonna, I'll explain. You know what the way around the world our argument used to be that we need access uh, access to treatment or whether it's supportive services like housing or um, employment or uh, food security or mental health count, you know, uh, we need, we need increased access to treatment and care for the well-being of people living with HIV. That was our argument. And, and, and that should be enough. That should be enough. Yeah. But yeah. now we have this other really, really important argument and we're working very hard to get it across to advocates, actually, especially in the US where we have such dismal access to treatment or, or so many barriers to, to treatment, I would say, 
um, we're going to get across that. Now we can say we need access to treatment and removing these barriers, not just for the well-being of people living with HIV, which should be enough, but also to prevent new transmissions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's called the public health argument. So if we can use U equals U as that public health argument, we'll move forward so much faster in getting people the care that they need to, to stay alive, to thrive, and to, to stop new transmissions. Because U equals U, is, it has to be a revolution that includes everyone. And using it as that public health argument in advocacy is, is going to be essential to make sure that everyone gets to a place where they have the option to, to, have, to, to benefit from U equals U. And we're working, um, and that's something we've been working on with other, in other, with other countries, advocates in other countries, and also uh, in, in the United States, especially. It's, um, everybody, has, everybody has to be able to have the option to, to benefit uh, from U equals U. It has to be a revolution that includes all of us living with HIV. I love it. Okay, well, we can be part of that revolution. Of course, go to this website that's right below this interview. Learn more about this campaign and how you can become part of it. Uh, and, and together, uh, we can make sure everyone has the access they need to uh, testing, uh, treatment, uh, and care. Uh, because uh, the thing that I love most about this is it's breaking down isolation. It is connecting us to community. Uh, and it is making sure that no one is sitting at home uh, feeling stigma or shame or fear unnecessarily because U equals U and, uh, and we're all part of that goal of getting connected. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us this morning. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for your support.